gives you two choices when it throws everything at you. You can let it swallow you whole or you take those lemons. And as the old saying goes, you turn it into sweet, delicious lemonade. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Welcome to Lemonade. I'm your host, Elizabeth O'Neill, and I'll be sharing the incredible stories from inspiring people who've turned the hardest times in their life, their lemons into lemonade. Because let's be real, we all want to know how they did it, the lessons they learnt, and what life is like sipping limoncello on the other side. Let's get juicing. Hi guys and welcome to this week's instalment of the Midweek Squeeze. Before I get into the nitty gritty of what this week's topic is all about, I just wanted to firstly thank you all for the incredible feedback from my very first Midweek Squeeze last week. I was really nervous putting it out because the thought of talking nonstop for 10 minutes without someone to chat to or interrupt or um, bounce off really freaks me out. But um, yeah, the, the incredible response I got back made those feelings of fear and pushing past those feelings of fear, all worth it. So for this week, I am discussing toxic positivity. And even if you don't know what I'm talking about initially, I'm sure you've encountered it a number of times in your life and seen those really ultra positive quotes on Instagram about the importance of a positive attitude and being upbeat all the time um, and not letting, you know, negative negativity bring you down. And while that sounds absolutely wonderful, unfortunately, it isn't real life. So what exactly is toxic positivity? Well, toxic positivity focuses on everything that's good and happy and joyful and discounts anything that may feel unpleasant or trigger any form of negative emotion. And if you look at it this way, our emotions exist on a broad spectrum. And when you look at it like that, you can see that it's impossible to always be down one end, down the happy end all of the time, because we need to experience all of the contrasting emotions, such as disappointment and anger, sadness, anxiousness, frustration. We need to experience these so-called negative emotions because they can be really useful for an, in a number of ways to help us grow and to push us out of our comfort zones and to highlight our boundaries. Because more often than not, these emotions are telling us something. They're giving us information or a snapshot of our well-being through the good ones and again, the so-called bad ones. They almost act like guides. So if you're feeling really nervous about a job interview, it's because you care or if you're feeling like you really don't want to go to a party and socialize and it's making you feel snappy or irritable or tired, perhaps that's because your body needs to rest. So when these kinds of feelings come up, even the really positive ones, it can be a really good way to ask what you need when they come up. We need to experience this broad range of emotions to also help us appreciate that when times are really good and you do feel happy and content and also to be able to acknowledge and listen to what's coming up, to get to know yourself a bit better and to become more emotionally mature, which in turn helps communicate what we need with our partners and listen to our children better and understand the people around us more as well. So if you're still not sure what I'm talking about by toxic positivity, you might have heard people say, you know, if you're if you or someone around you is confessing to what they're going through or what they're experiencing and someone will respond with, oh, you'll be fine, you'll get over it or worse things have happened to other people or it's not that bad, come on, just be positive you know, good vibes only, 
Stop being so negative all the time. Just be happy. Keep your chin up. Or the worst one, and I remember someone saying this to me, is just smile, Elizabeth. Oh, my God, it makes my skin crawl when I even when I repeat that back. It makes me so angry. So, but before I get there, I do want to point out the thing is with toxic positivity is that these people and their inspirational quotes and the people telling you to smile – they do mean well. They're trying to help. And it's coming from a place of thinking it's helping you see the bigger picture when your problems feel like they're mounting on top of you and you can't see a way out. But it is harmful in the long run and I'll explain why. Firstly, toxic positivity and these kind of comments smother any room for growth, any room for sitting in these feelings and seeing what you can learn from it. It's actually kind of a form of escape when you shove these feelings really deep down and mask them with an air of happiness and avoiding feelings is never ever ever at the answer so if the last few years have taught me anything I can pass on to you the only way out is through so by ignoring or avoiding these feelings they start to snowball and they'll demand you pay attention to them one way or another and the longer you ignore it the worse it'll get Trust me, because in my case, it manifest, manifested into anxiety and insomnia and this deep-seated hatred of myself and neglect of my body and my health, all because I was convinced I was fine and everything was fine and I had experienced all the crap. So anything that was coming up that wanted to be dealt with, I didn't have time for and I wasn't interested in and I shoved it to the side because I thought I'd done all the heavy lifting and now this was just an inconvenience. So... My message from that is you can run and you can numb them out and you can pretend that everything's all fine, even if you're crumbling inside as much as you want, but you can't run away from you. You're always with you, whether you like that or not. Toxic positivity is also harmful because it implies that there is something inherently wrong about suffering or any perceived negative emotions when there isn't. We're all allowed to feel what we feel whenever we feel it. Another point that I want to bring up as well is that our experiences are not comparable. Whenever someone has diminished my experience by comparing it to someone else's, I feel guilty for feeling how I do and so begins this cycle of self-loathing and beating myself up for being selfish and thinking I'm pathetic and then there's this embarrassment and shame and to me that's way more harmful than just sitting with feelings of disappointment and sharing it with someone or journaling it and letting it pass. So when I say our experiences are not comparable I mean that just because you've had a bad day or something you know something major is going on it doesn't mean just because someone has had something much worse happen that what you're feeling isn't valid or important as well. So what do we do when these uncomfortable feelings come up? Firstly, you need to ask yourself this, and this is what I did to myself very early on. Do you want to let them destroy you or turn you into a bitter, angry person? Or do you want to use the sadness and the fear and the anger and the anxiety to teach you something about yourself? Do you want to learn new coping mechanisms? Do you want to become a person with more depth, who is more in touch with their emotions, but also has the strength to sit in them, feel them, learn from them, and then allow them to pass without clinging to them because you fear who you are without them? Very on in my healing healing journey, I picked the latter. And it doesn't mean I don't stumble or have bad days or sometimes marinate longer in a negative emotion longer than I should. 
because I am human, but it means I've got the awareness to realize when I'm baking in negativity longer than I need to. And I do have a number of tools at my disposal to help me get out of that place as well. And some of those tools that you might find useful that I use is that I have a really good therapist because getting those feelings out, talking it out is can literally feel like a weight lifted off your shoulders. So that's, that is the most important thing, having someone that you can speak to, whether they're a professional or not. Getting it out in a really creative way, for me, that's journaling and writing. For you, it might be painting or, I don't know, any kind of creative outlet drawing that you that feels good for you. Getting in nature also works every single time, going for a swim or getting my feet on the grass or going to the park. And also a big one that I feel gets forgotten in all of this is just resting and taking care of yourself. If you're feeling these really heavy emotions, it's literally exhausting. So pushing yourself to be busy all of the time through that is just a form of avoidance, avoiding what you're feeling as well. So making sure that you just get plenty of rest. And if that just means that one day you just need to chill out watching Netflix, then that's what you need for that day. So also eating well, getting plenty of sleep and just treating yourself like you would a friend or your child. If your child or your friend came to you feeling down, would you tell them to get over it or would you listen to them and nurture them? You would, I would assume, do the latter. So do the same for yourself as well. Which brings me to my next point. What can you say or do instead of sprouting any toxic positivity bullshit if someone comes to you with a problem? So firstly, don't tell them to look for the positives or chin up and it'll be fine uh, or to get over it because that's just cutting them off, diminishing how they feel and will just mean that these people who really probably need a lot of need your help will just retreat back into themselves, which is really harmful. So instead, you the best thing you can do is just listen and ask them what they need in that moment. Do they need advice or do they just need somebody to listen? Tell them how normal it is to experience what they are feeling. And it doesn't mean you can't give perspective, but perhaps remind them of do it in a way where you're reminding them of how far they've come or um, remind them of the times where they were able to successfully navigate out of how they were feeling not too long ago. That can really help because that can kind of trigger in them. Oh, yeah, that's right. I have done this before. Because, you know, when when you're in the midst of emotional turmoil, you kind of forget what you've done in the past and how well you've been able to get out of it. So that can be really helpful to do for people. You can also offer just to watch a movie or go for a walk or just let them know that you love them and that you care. People sometimes, if they're feeling sad, what they're actually looking for is comfort and for to know that they are accepted and included and loved. So that can be really powerful as well. I know with me, I like to be asked what the situation is teaching me because that helps me remove myself from the funk of the emotion and look at it really objectively. So that could be something you could try as well. It can also be really useful to remind yourself, if you're the one feeling it, or your friend about the silver linings or the lemonade, the things they've learnt and the things they've gained and they wouldn't have if this if they hadn't had this experience. And that always also that always really helps when my friends do that for me. I do want to finish with this point because I've spoken about it on my Instagram and I feel like it's really necessary in this particular conversation. The importance of the word and and I feel that really applies here because you can feel angry, anxious, overwhelmed, frustrated, sad, afraid, 
and still be a positive person, knowing you're on the right track and it'll be okay. You can feel down about what you're going through and have the perspective to know it could be worse. It doesn't have to be one or the other. We're so much more complex than just being able to experience one emotion at the time. We can, we, we, yeah, as I said, we can experience it all at once. So give yourself a little bit more credit and let's cancel out this toxic positivity bullshit culture because all it does is make people feel worse about themselves. And that's the last thing that we want to do when someone is already feeling bad enough. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you got something out of it. I'm always down for suggestions for these midweek squeeze episodes. So just hit me up on Instagram at Elizabeth O'Neill if you've got something you'd really like me to discuss or there's something that I have in the past on my Instagram that um, you'd like me to elaborate a little bit more on here. Um, I would love, love, love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening once again. And I'll be in your earphones on Monday with another chat with an epic guest. Thanks, guys. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.